You hear that? You know what that is? That's a phone book. That's how people used to find you years ago. Today, they're on the internet. And if your business doesn't have a website, chances are they're not going to find you. Well, here at Hartford County Living, that's one of the things we do. We help host websites. We help design websites. And of course, we do the internet marketing. As you know, that's why we feature a business of the week, a nonprofit of the week, artist of the week, and even a restaurant of the week. But unless you have a website and you have backlinks and good content, people aren't going to find you. You have to update it all the time. Well, we can help. So just give us a call at 443-982-0250. Again, that's 443-982-0250. Nearly one half of all students seeking higher education choose a community college. Fewer than half of those students actually finish what they start. Community colleges remain the nation's gateway to good jobs for millions of students who dream of a better tomorrow. Yet too often, these dreams are cut short. For the first time in our history, the current generation of college-aged Americans will be less educated than their parents' generation. Those without an education will be unable to compete in a national landscape that more than ever before demands high-level job skills. Well, on this episode of Harford County Living, Lyle Garrity and myself are joined by two members of Harford Community College, Elizabeth Mosser, who's the Associate Dean for Academic Operations, and Jenny Towner, who's the Interim Associate Vice President for Student Development. And they were kind enough to bring in two Dream Scholar students, Justin Higgins and Michelle Ramsahoy. So on this episode of Harford County Living, sit back and you're going to learn a lot more about Harford Community College and achieving the dream. You are listening to the Harford County Living Podcast with Rich Bennett. Thank you for coming, and please send any suggestions or comments to podcast at harfordcountyliving.com. The Harford County Living Podcast is produced for your enjoyment, and show notes can be found at harfordcountyliving.com. Come back often, and feel free to add the podcast to your favorites, RRS feed, or iTunes. All links are in the show notes. Now, let's join Rich Bennett and his special guest. like to welcome everybody to Harford County Living. On this episode, we are joined by Elizabeth Mosser, uh, Jenny Towner, who is on her way, and two Dream Scholars from Harford Community College, Justin Higgins and Michelle Ramsahoy. Oh, I got yeah. it right. <laughs> and <laughs> Lyle's joining me again uh, on this episode. And we are sitting down with them talking about achieving the dream. Achieving the dream, yes. Okay, well, I'm going to pass right on to you, Elizabeth. What exactly is achieving the dream? Excellent. So, achieving the dream, um, it's a nonprofit, non governmental kind of reform movement. Um, As an organization, Community colleges can become part of this group. I think there's a little over 220 community colleges nationwide. Um, and actually, internationally, there's there's several colleges as well. Um, and Harford just became members this past year. So we're part of this large group that um, really is working intentionally to move the needle on student success. 
um, and really trying intentionally to um, do what we can in a systematic, large-scale way to, to have a continued positive impact on our students. And one of the things that we always like to emphasize is we've been doing good work on our campus for a long time, mm -hmm. absolutely. Um, so this, our membership in Achieving the Dream, just really gives us um, a proven framework to guide sort of our next generation of that success. Okay, so and and Justin and Michelle are dream scholars. Correct. So now, we have a group of about twelve. Okay. And Justin and Michelle are joining us today to sort of represent that group. So what exactly is a dream scholar then? What is a dream scholar? So I can sort of set that up, and they can tell you kind of about themselves. Okay. Specifically, so there are students on our campus who we brought into this as a way to communicate kind of the impact that student success work has um, across our campus. So for all of our students, um, our traditional age students, our returning students, um, you know, students of color, first generation students, and so what our dream scholars are in many ways are ambassadors to our campus and then to the larger Harford sort of county community on what the impact of this work looks like and how oh. it's so transformative in their lives. And so um, they've done a wonderful job of kind of heeding our call and being involved in several pretty big events this year. Um, we've had a couple what we call data summits and um, they've been um, you know, wonderfully um, amenable to coming and speaking in front of really many hundreds of Harford you know, uh, Community College faculty and staff to share their stories. And it's, it's been a great way to really help us dialogue about this in terms of the human element. So they're actually getting out there and getting involved, not just at the college, but in the community as well? Well, or? this so we're at the community level now, right? Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> so thank there you for that. <laughs> um, but we've been intentionally trying to um, you know, because at the end of the day, it's about our students. And so mm -hmm. we want them to be at the center of everything that we do. So our membership in Achieving the Dream is our systematic way of doing it, but we need to partner with students on it. We need to have their voice at the center of it. Right. So this is this is that partnership in action. Sounds like something, too, where um, they would end up being good mentors um, for other You students. heard it right here. There you go. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. We've been calling yeah. them ambassadors, but then maybe after this first round, they become the mentors to the next year. So, yeah, yeah, for the other students coming in. So, Justin, we'll go, no, we'll go with Michelle first because she looks like she's nervous. So, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. maybe so, why did, why did you want to get involved with this? So, I got asked to be a Dream Scholar. Okay. Um, and I put in an application for it as well because well, I had. That my other question there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So um, I heard about it through um, the My College Success Network. So the My College Success Network is kind of like a, a program at Harford Community College that's really targeted towards minority students, mm -hmm. and it kind of helps with things like um, like career planning. And taking things like the um, the Meyer Briggs personality test. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. No. You get to know yourself. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You get the one. Get it, to know yourself yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like career planning, mock interviews, resume writing, being in touch with your like professors and whatnot. So it's really like she's like to me like my mentor was Jenny Jacqueline. She was sort of like someone I could reach out to who I met mm -hmm. with every like two weeks or so during a semester. And she would help me with, like, time management skills and things like that. And she was the one that, like, proposed that I apply for this opportunity. So that's how I got this opportunity. I'm sorry, did you say time management skills? Yeah, like, one of the 
things that we had to do was literally we would take a schedule Sunday through like Saturday, I guess, and map out like what we do in our day. And she was the one that really helped me because I was working what, like two jobs and then also like taking like 15 credits and I was like stressing myself out. And she was like, by writing it down, you can visually see how much time you free time you actually do or don't have so you can kind of like figure out a way to better approach everything so that's what she helped me with and it's helped a lot how much free time did you end up having left i mean i've got a lot more free time now and i've been taking 19 credits so it's like it's weird it's weird it's shifted in a sense because it's just my time management skills are so much better well i'm just glad because it seems like that's (laughs) something that a lot of people aren't taught anymore is time management yeah Yeah. i'm just glad that somebody's still teaching it i mean that's a big part of it is awareness Mm -hmm. you know really just getting into it and looking seeing in a real literal way you know yeah. how things are working out. And that's actually been a big part of our year with Achieving the Dream has been building awareness on campus about, you know, where we are with some of our student success measures and where we would like to be. And so it's that's been, um, I'm glad you said that, Michelle. it's been a year of just generally self-reflection for the faculty, for the staff, for, you know, us in general as a campus, and then students too. How did you get involved with it, Justin? I was also in um, my college success network, Okay. And my success coach, um, Jen, Jenny, Meyer, I mean Jennifer Meyer Smith, she also asked me if I wanted to be involved in it. So I applied, and that's how I got involved in it. And I was um, chosen as one of the Dream Scholars. I thought it was um, an amazing opportunity to, to help with and assist with. So I was excited for that. But like when I first came to the college, I was um, nervous and didn't know what I didn't know how it would fit in. So joining that program definitely helped a lot. A lot with me as well, and um, gave me the confidence to want to go after things like achieving the dream. And you know, I got to ask you, why. I mean, you're from Hartford, yeah. Hartford County. Why were you nervous going to Hartford Community College? I mean, I, if you don't want to answer, I mean that's okay. But I'm just wondering here. No, that's fine. Um, I have been out of school for several years, so I was just nervous going back, okay. and then not not knowing if I would fit in, not knowing if I would be like too old or not fitting in with the other students because there were some who would be younger, but just find out it's good enough to just be myself. I mean, sometimes some people struggle with self-confidence. Right. I, I do, so it was a big step for me to push myself in this direction and come and even do the program because when, when they called me about it, I was like, um, this sounds like something I wouldn't want to do, but I decided to do it. But One you're happy you decisions. did now, right? One of the better decisions I made for sure. I was going to say, and I mean, talk about it, age but health community college here are people in their 50s and 60s still going there right oh absolutely oh, yeah, okay yeah absolutely um you know i'm with have... you there I, i'm not there right because <laughs> I, I, about five years ago i was looking going to college yeah. i wanted to take a course there uh, i got to think at 50 years old <laughs> i mean uh 25 years old yeah, there you uh, go. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i'm gonna fit in there i just yeah. But then, I, I guess after working at companies where I had younger people being my manager and everything, okay. it helped. Yeah. Out. I'm sorry. Good. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, we have um, students of all ages. Frankly, we have preschoolers on the campus. We actually have an early learning center on the campus. It's kind of um, you know a, a hidden gem, if you will. So we have students of, of all ages on campus. I think technically our um, our average age is around 24. 
I think, um, which is not uncommon for community colleges. The average age tends to skew even a little bit higher, but um, it's one of the sort of tenets of our values, if you will, is to create a welcoming and inclusive environment. So um, I think that's what Justin eventually experienced and then realized this is absolutely for him. I imagine it works a little in reverse too when you get someone your age fresh out of high school comes in and you know you're going into an environment with older people even you know much older mm-hmm. than sure. Justin. Um, I don't know, know. I'm 24. 20, okay, well I thought you were younger. <laughs> <laughs> I you fresh out of high school. Michelle's only yeah. a year younger than me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah she looks up to you. You're older. <laughs> okay, well then uh, a little bit out of high school, but same same sort of thing. You know, you get young kids out, and suddenly yeah. they're going to be thrust into a an adult world, yeah. and uh, so they face kind of the same challenges. Well, and one of the things that we've been really exploring and digging into as far as achieving the dream is looking at what our onboarding process is like for students. You know, really, what's it like when they first connect with the school and mm-hmm. then enter the school? What are their first like semester or two like? Because it kind of speaks to that as, you know, you're coming right from high school, there, there's some, you know, trepidation with that, or you're coming back to school, what does that mean? And so looking at our onboarding process for the best way we can set students up for success. And that's been a big part of our achieving the dream kind of self-reflection this year. You guys said, so you're out there to, I guess, make it, the ones coming in feel more comfortable and uh, other ones that aren't comfortable feel more comfortable. I know they just had an open house not too long ago. did, yeah. So were you guys involved with that too? They weren't in the open house, but there's other times that you've been, you know, sort of intricately involved with, you know, sort of the message, if you will. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you reach down into the high schools at all, Like, like the senior high level? Uh, for example, this this time of year, you know, the, the schools are coming to the end, and you've got a lot of graduates that are kind of come out and come into the community college. Do you reach down at that level at all, and, and let them know that there are groups and, and people that they can talk to uh, to get over their you know their uh, uh, concerns and, and uneasiness about transitioning or something you're thinking about? Or I think that's a great idea. Yeah. I know, like. Well, I'm part of various like organizations, like my college success network. I'm also one of the learning assistants at the learning center mm-hmm. on campus, and um, also part of the officers for the honors program. And I know with the honors program, like our faculty mentor, our Chris Jones, he'll reach out to high schools, and we've been kind of like trying to push more towards being able to access high schools and being able to be like, okay, well, if you are coming to Harford, here's what we have to offer you to join in so that you kind of like are immediately part of the community. You have a way there. Otherwise, it's kind of like rough if you don't, you know, if you don't have any like clubs that you belong to, you don't know anyone. So like having that early exposure to to the organization or the RSOs, the registered student organizations is is a pretty big deal and and is definitely something that we are working towards. I was going to say, because if you can get down and talk to the schools, especially yeah. senior, actually I'd say starting at junior level, I think it would make a big difference. And, and Justin and I were talking about this before we started recording. I don't know why, but for some reason, if a student in high school is going to Harvard Community College, it's, it's almost like they're ashamed to say that. And I don't get that. I don't understand that. To me... I'd be more than happy to be, especially now. I'd yeah, be happy yeah. to be a fighter now. Oh, yeah. You know? You, I mean, you said starting in um, junior year. I think they could even start maybe in eighth grade or even ninth grade 
start oh, yeah, coming in school, and start yeah. talking to them, start having them think about it. Because um, just start getting rid of some of those negative ideas about Harvard, about going to community college. It's a it's a great opportunity in a great way, and it, you help to help save you money before you get to the university right. level. It can help you just delve into what college really is and get you in a better mindset instead of just getting away from your parents and partying, yeah. which I feel right. like some <laughs> I think You're right. I mean, you think about it. How many, and I know a, a lot of my friends, their kids went to these nice colleges and everything, did one year there, because then after that one year, they figured, they thought, or they decided that's not what they wanted to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they come back and go to Harvard Community College. Yeah, I think if you it, do it yeah. the other way around, go to Harvard Community College because yeah. there are a lot of times when you're graduating high school, you don't know what you want to do. Absolutely. Yeah. My profession yeah. changed, I don't know how many different times, you know. Yeah. I think it's still changing. I mean. Oh, yeah. Well, and if you look at, at sort of at national trends when it comes to, um, you know, the success of students uh, at a four-year institution, students who started a two-year in comparison to peers who go straight to the four-year, kind of like you were saying, mm-hmm. students who tar- started a two-year, you know, do very, very well in comparison to those folks. So I think just from that perspective, it makes sense to start, you know, at, at a place like Harford where you're getting the quality education for a fraction of the price, and you still have access to all of those wonderful things, mm-hmm. like yeah. the student organizations, the um, you know honors, mm-hmm. uh, athletics. We have amazing athletics. Yeah. Yeah. Spoken yeah. as the you know assistant tennis coach, but um. <laughs> <laughs> you also you also still have that that supportive family and friends for a couple, first couple of years out of high school, Absolutely. And, and which is really you know even though you most of them I assume are still at home, mm-hmm. um, you're away from home because you're taking care of your life now. You're not beholden to mom and dad getting you up at seven o'clock to go to high school and um, it's all on you. You make it or you break it. So um, yeah, I I agree. That definitely give them a leg up going in their third and fourth year or graduate school beyond that. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. So as dream scholars, do you guys have any like certain projects that you work or you create to um, try to attract more people to the college? They're, They're big on the end of communication for us. Okay. So um, we've partnered with them an awful lot to um, communicate their stories in a way that helps to um, give this sort of human element to the work that we're doing with Achieving the Dream. So part of what we've been doing is looking at looking for themes within the data that we have on our campus. And so one of our themes I had mentioned was on the onboarding of our students. Another one is what are called gateway courses. So gateway courses in a broad sense is any course that a student has to get through to get their degree. So things like English and math. Okay. Um, so one of the things that we've sort of asked them to speak about within some of these um, presentations is what was it like getting through those courses for you? Um, we know that this, and this is a national trend. You know, Math is a stopout point for a lot of students. Um, so what's it like for them sort of getting through that? Because we know that that's a theme that we want to really focus in on with Achieving the Dream is um, you know, ensuring student success by helping craft whatever we need to around those gateway courses. So we've asked them to speak about those kinds of things globally to our campus community so that way we can you know, really have our students, at the their voices at the center right. of that. So when you... So they're going out and speaking to groups of people. Usually well, right? very large groups of people. Yeah. So we ask, yeah. a, lot, we ask a lot from them. Like it's typically a time that's our entire campus community. And that can be daunting. So it's actually, on the, on the one hand, um, it benefits our campus because we're able to hear from them. But then it's 
leadership development for them too. You know, so that's really, it's an important, you know, dual purpose. Floor's all, all yours. You're on. You have a group of people here. You know, say we have a thousand people here. What's, we'll go to Justin's first this time. What's the first thing you're going to tell them? I know, um, as far as like English and math goes, first of all, you can do it. Like it, you are capable of doing it. But I, I think also too, if, um, if you need to start with transitional courses, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think that's helpful. But I just think being placed in the correct course so that you don't lose self-confidence is, is the right thing. And learning the right skills you need is definitely really important. And um, it'll, it'll, just knowing you can write better and communicate better and do basic math is, is very helpful. And once you get those down, you can do like the, um, the statistics or the calculus, write English 101 papers, 109. It's really, so there's nothing, starting at transitional is perfectly fine. But just make sure you do the work yourself to get up to where you need to be. Right. That's good. Yeah, absolutely. Transitional courses, um, they're uh, in some ways called developmental courses. Like mm -hmm. they're getting you to that kind of that credit, that English 101 course. Yeah. yeah and I, I mean, hearing that, because I guess there are a lot of kids in high school that are afraid to go to college just because they think that they can't. Right. I was in that, I was in that boat. That was you. Yeah, okay, when I, when and, I first got out of high school, and you went to Edgewood High School, wasn't I you did. said? I'm okay. So, but you're—I mean, once you got into this, everything was fine. Yeah, everything was fine. I was um, my writing skills were a lot better than I thought, and math came way easier than I expected. I had to, I had to still do work. It's not like I just right. went in there and just like knew everything, <laughs> but I found out I was capable of doing it, and like I. I tried to act like I was, like, super old, but I'm only, like, in my... I'm only 32, so I'm not even really that old. But I found that experiencing... Uh, yeah, Justin, I'm old. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're only 25. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I, experiencing um, having conversations with people that are younger than you and older than you and your age just helps you develop even more as well. Mm -hmm. I think that's important. It keeps you relevant. You know what's going on in the world, and... And it helps you understand how to how to just talk to everyone of all ages, mm -hmm. right? That's, I think that's so important. Nobody sometimes we miss that as a as a culture. We don't. Everyone's always like bagging on millennials. I think they just don't understand millennials and millennials talking about older people. We just don't understand older people. Where everyone's coming from, and we just had conversations or had friends of all age ranges. I think it would be so much better. Sure. I, yeah, because you. Th I mean. It happens every generation. I mean, you know, what are we, baby boomers, I guess? Yep. And, you know, our parents didn't understand <laughs> yeah, us, yeah, yeah. you know. And, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, I mean, because my daughter's, what do they call it, the Gen Z's now? Oh, yeah. Gen, I don't have a clue what they're talking about at times. But the, I'm, the thing is, a lot, because, you know, a lot of these kids now think they can't do it. And what you're saying is, Never say you can't. Mm -hmm. There you go. You you can if you put your mind to it, you can do it. You know, and it, I guess it was because of this is what helped you. And yeah, it, it definitely has been a um, huge help. Um, achieving a dream, my college success network, just having positive people in your corner, and then seeing the results yourself makes you start believing in yourself. And right. That's when you take off. When you start believing yourself, you can do it. And it helps the positivity and yourself go even higher, doesn't yes. it? Yes, it does. Isn't it amazing what positivity <laughs> can do? Absolutely. Oh, really amazing. Amazing. 
I think one of the main things that I've learned, I guess, as being a, uh, a dream scholar is is really coming to terms with and accepting that, you know, sometimes you don't know what you want to do, but that's mm-hmm. okay. Like, community college in itself can help you figure out where it is that your path is. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, I know when I started out, I started out at Harford in August 2017. I was a digital arts major. I wanted to do, like, 3D animation and work for, like, Disney. (laughs) And (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Because my natural talent, like, I feel like, or I had a natural inclination to, like, art. But um, I always had, like, a passion for physics, which is, you know, my my major is physics. Um, From digital art to physics. (laughs) It's an amazing story. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always had this passion for physics, and I felt like with doing 3D art, you know, I'd be kind of doing physics because physics is involved with the movement of characters in in that realm. But I think it was just like one night I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go for it and, and see what happens because I just, like, I felt like, you know... I felt like unsteady or not not too sure if I really wanted to like go through with my art degree. So I just switched my major one day and then told my advisor and she's like, well, all right, I guess we're going to start you like with um, college algebra or pre-calc or whatever it is that I took. And it kind of like it really went from there because it's just like it, it's crazy along with just accepting just going with the flow of things. It's also being aware and conscious of the opportunities that you have alongside of you because that's really what I did at Hartford and what Hartford provided for me was a lot of opportunities like I've presented at national regional and state conferences the research that I've done at Hartford which was um, related to bacteria I don't want to go too deep into it but (laughs) as you say at the national level yeah 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 so like it's it's just being aware of opportunities and realizing you know they are there you just have to kind of open yourself to them Mm-hmm. So, Whatever yourself to yeah, and grab yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good because I, I think you know a lot of people are afraid to reach out and grab at that opportunity as well. Yeah, I like. I remember it was like the summer. I was taking a summer course, and I was curious as to. It was like literally one day I was like, okay, let me be a physicist. All right, so how do I be a scientist? Hmm. Like I don't like. What does a scientist even do? So I'm like, there was this opportunity to go to this conference. It's called the LSAMP, the Lewis Stokes uh, Alliance for Minority Participation Conference. And it was being okay. held yep. at a university. And I think it was Morgan State University. Okay. And I was like, okay, I've never been to a, a conference or a symposium where students could share their research. So th- they oh. offered this opportunity. You could go, all you had to do was sign up. So I signed up and I went. And that's where I got a chance to, you know, talk to other students from different levels, graduate, PhD students from like Johns Hopkins all over the country, you know, sharing their work. And that's kind of like how I got my foot in the door and started finding out, all right, so this is the path that I need to take. And then from there, it was just like everything, I guess, fell into place. (laughs) But it's like, that was scary because I didn't know what to really expect or it kind of like, it's intimidating too because it was like, oh, I'm an art major. I don't know anything about this. So I'm literally just asking everyone just questions. Like, it doesn't matter where, if you could be a computer science major, a biology major. I'm just asking you all sorts of questions because I want to know what it is that you do. Like, so that's how I got started. But it was scary. The good thing is, (laughs) but you weren't afraid to ask questions. No. 
Yeah. There are a lot of people afraid to ask questions. Yeah. 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 They can't figure it out. They just they just go into their shell and, and yeah. try to make it through. Yeah. 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 So all right. So when you were in high school, you were playing to be a digital art. Di- that. <laughs> digital arts. That was your plan, right? Um. When I was in high school. See, high school was rough because even though I liked physics, like, I was pulling out maybe C's and D's in physics. I was not a great physics student or science student. So, like, all this workup really was a buildup of my confidence to be able to, like, you know, I guess step up. And the the art was really my me telling myself, all right, you obviously can't do this math. Like, you look at these grades, even though you like it, you're terrible at it. Like, why, like, why do you even want, or why are you even interested in this? So the art was kind of like, to me, like a safety. An escape. Safe, yeah, like a safety net. Okay. I was like, okay, I can do this, I guess. But it was really, like I said, being at Harford, like, really, I guess I, at that point, I felt like I am ready to pursue with this. Like, I'm going to stick this out. And now it's like, yeah, like, I'm, what, I'm, I have an A in Calc 3 right now. So, like. Wow. So it's like I I built myself (laughs) up. So it was just like that kind of, it's like a slow buildup. Yeah. But you get there eventually. Now, now Justin, because you started college late. So when you were in high school, what was your goal? What did you want to do in high school? Thinking back by now, I don't think I really had a goal in in high school. I think I was just trying to get through and just was just glad to be like, well, I don't have to go to school anymore. And um, <laughs> and I I thought I was going to go to um college with my brother, but now that I think about it, he was at Frostburg at the time. But I don't think I really had a goal for myself. I just, you know, I just wanted to make it through. And I my grades were not very good. I had like a two point five GPA. I was getting like B's and C's as well. And and I really think it's because I just didn't have a goal. I didn't know enough about myself. I did, I wasn't in any clubs. I didn't participate in anything. And I really just kept to myself. And didn't talk to, didn't talk to many people. I think I was just too scared. So I think it was definitely, and I think it was definitely the right decision for me not to go to college straight out of high school. Now that I think back about it, because I wasn't mad at myself for not going after I was successful. But now that I thought about it, it was the right decision. I I would have probably failed out. I didn't know myself well enough. Mm -hmm. So going right to work from college was the better decision just to get some life experience. Right. What are you majoring in now? general studies and um, minor in psychology, but my goal is ultimately to like go into ministry. I was transferring to Eastern University after this. Really? And um, um, majoring in biblical studies. So and I think wow. like a side of like counseling as well. Cause I've, I'm taking psychology courses. I found I like really like it. And it's really something I really like um, discovering more things about. That is yeah, awesome. That, yeah, it is very good. Yeah. I tried to subtle pressure sell with psychology with him, so I'm glad part, I'm glad part of it worked. <laughs> so how, how do you first approach when, when uh, a kid comes in and uh, does, you know, I don't want to say they're mediocre, but their, their, their grades have been mediocre. Mm-hmm. I was a good example of that in high school. Um, but I've done so much afterwards in, in various uh, pursuits. But how do you, what's your first approach? When somebody comes in, they, they have a passion to do it, but they look back and say, man, I really stank at, at, at high school math and physics and English. And, you know, what is your first approach when you when you 
meet kids like that coming out? Yeah, so that's actually, it's a great question. And um, Jenny Towner is with us now, yes. um, who will probably have a good perspective on that. She's our Associate Vice President for Student Development. And so some of that is wrapped up into like uh, the career discernment process. So he's asking how students who maybe don't know exactly what they want to do or maybe didn't have the best success in high school, kind of what would our approach be with them? Mm -hmm. But I think from a sort of global level, it's about defining student success based on the individual. So not having this sort of pre preconceived notion that success is this. Mm -hmm. Success means something different to each person. And mm -hmm. I think Michelle might agree that success for her was, was sort of committing to physics and yeah. saying, this is me, <laughs> you know, and being comfortable with that. And so um, really as a campus, we have that perspective and nurturing that perspective is, um, is I think important because that speaks to the student who maybe, okay, I really wanted to do physics, but oh, this is, these are my grades in high school and that doesn't seem to me like that's the traditional way I should go. And right. so, you know, having that perspective on campus gives us the, gives the student that leverage to say, yes, it can be me. But there's also, you know, um, Michelle alluded to the Myers-Briggs before, but so there's a lot of career discernment type things that happen within advising career and transfer services that in a real sort of practical way can get at that too. Yes. So I wanted to speak yeah. to that a little. Yeah, it's all about, as you were saying, kind of finding out where the student is, what their goals are, and how we can support them along the way. And for students who don't really know their path, there is a lot for career discernment, as Beth said. And I don't know if either of you took the um, career and life planning class at Student Development 103, but that's an interesting class because it's in a group setting. Students can kind of learn from each other, and they do a lot of research within the class about careers that are possible, emerging fields, potential salaries and how it links to their own assessments. Um, Myers-Briggs is one of the assessments that they take. Another one is Strengths Finders, which I know that you both have taken. So it's just a lot about matching the services that we can best support students with. So there is a path when a kid comes in there and says, you know, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what I want to do. What can you do for me? There is a way for them to go. Definitely. Yeah. And I think it's, it's also communicating that that's okay. Yeah. It's okay not to know. I think there's so much subtle, implicit like pressure that by the end of high school you're just you're gonna know, and it's <laughs> <laughs> so hard to say. Like, yeah. How are you gonna know? You know, so it's it's okay to not know, and it's okay to have to do some self discovery. Absolutely. You keep talking kids, but even adults can go in there too, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so anytime. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm so, whenever you're ready. You're still lost, but I know I am. Well, I've seriously thought about it a few times, and I yeah. think I told you because I've always wanted to get a degree in like business management. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You bring up a really good point, though. It's it's looking at um, our adult population and maybe those that aren't coming right out of high school and some people that are looking for a new career path or mm -hmm. new skills, and the college really has a place for everyone. So. Well, you think about it. I mean, you're, you were talking about just out of high school how you, you, know, you were doing digital arts and then mm -hmm. physics. You know, you left high school, went to work, and now you're, you're going to college. Yeah. But even, you know, since we went to high school, God, Computers were what punch cards. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, seriously, I, I, that's what the computer field was. Yeah. Him and I were in the and then ended up getting in the IT field together with what I think they were ranked the third best company in the world to work for at the time. Yeah. I never thought I would be doing that. No. You know, and now even that field has changed so much. Yeah. So it's like everything is always 
change it. I, I got to admit, I mean, I, I think with physics and psychology and, and, and the ministry, definitely, they're not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Those fields are always going to be there, you know, and, and there, it's, well, yeah, I guess physics might change a little bit. Out there. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of people our age have, I don't know, just looking for a new path. Well, and one of the you things know. that we that we talk about, I don't know the exact percentage, but you know, we're we're preparing students for careers that don't even exist mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. You know, that they're kind of just in full unfolding in front of us really. Right. Yeah, yeah that, that's that, that's scary. Yeah. <laughs> so think about it because there are so many things, which is like I said, business, business management is always a good thing to always have if you're going to run your own business. Right. Physics, psychology, all that stuff. You know, but yeah, God, if you went to college years ago to get your, was it, like Microsoft Certified Systems Engineer, how much has that changed since then? Oh, yeah. You know, um, I don't even know what. Broadcast, broadcasting's another thing. Yeah. You know, when I went, <laughs> we, we still had records. A record is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what we were using when we DJed. Now everything's computerized. Yeah. It, it's 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 scary. And so I think since we don't know what these careers are going to be, one of the responsibilities of the college is to really foster a growth mindset in our Mm -hmm. students because while we don't know the specific jobs, we do know that there are skills knowing how to learn and being receptive to learning and communication skills and critical thinking and troubleshooting, all of these things you need no matter what career you're in. And that's really a focus that we have. Learning just, never stops. No. Yeah. That just for basic survival, a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing I did want to mention is that um, one of the biggest places where we can you can actually see all of this, like the melding of all the different ages of people, and they're everyone at different education levels and whatnot, is is the learning center because we both work in the learning center, yes. so we have students like sometimes older than you guys, <laughs> and then really young. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean that. I like the way she says that. This is a videotaped right now. Older than you. I, I, like, I didn't. Should I, I say that or not? I know. It was well, very gentle. And lovely. Yeah. I, but like you know, we we're there to help them. We also mentor them. You know, in terms of like, I know with one student, you know, I helped introduce him that, to internships, and he was asking me how do I go about, you know, getting letters of recommendation and whatnot. And, you know, some of those things are, aren't, aren't necessarily, they don't teach you that stuff directly, saying, oh, like, when you do ask for a letter of recommendation, you want to give the recommender, like, so many weeks before, right. and you're supposed to send a thank you note, like, all of those etiquette-type things, mm-hmm. like, you don't really get taught that necessarily, like, in your classes. But same thing, <laughs> like, same thing with any of our older students who are coming back, like, getting them up to speed with a lot of the technology, that's mm-hmm. also a thing that we, we help with. So it's, it's, I just, I felt like I should mention that, just in case anyone wanted to go to co- Harvard Community <laughs> well, College. Yes, like, we're yeah. there. Now I gotta help. ask, where is the learning center? It's in the first floor of the library. Yeah. Where's the library? On campus. Well, I know, you know the, the campus is pretty big, believe it or not. <laughs> I think I know where Joppa Hall is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the arena. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the main the, the main center of the campus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right yeah. before Joppa Hall. It's ah. between Joppa Hall and the arena. Yeah, yeah. So okay. you kind of yeah. on your walk from one yeah. to the other. You'll you'll pass it. We're calling that space the heartbeat space. Yeah. 
Because you increase your heartbeat walking back and forth. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that. Uh, You know, you you brought up a good point, though, with with the uh, letter of recommendation and all that. I guess resume writing, too, has changed so much. Are they teaching that? We, I don't think we teach it, but we do have, I think, Anna Bergelow mm-hmm. Lynch. Career services, And yes. then also Carla Wynn. We, they're both involved with re- resume writing. Okay. All different types of resumes, including, like, um, like the the U.S. government, like the ones, say you wanted to apply to a job on APG or something. Mm-hmm. The, the really specific resume types, they cater to all that. You're welcome to set up appointments with them mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So we do have that available. Well, because, and another reason I answer it, because, um, well, again, showing my age, but back in the day, you were, you could use the same resume over and over and over again. Now, with everything having to be submitted online, and I didn't know this, but say I'm applying for a job at the college. Yeah. I don't know if the college uses the software or not, but the software, when you send your resume online, software is looking for certain keywords. Yeah. Yep. And if those yeah. keywords in, aren't in your resume, it's basically getting rejected. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From the Achieving the Dream perspective, I think I said this This is kind of a self-reflection year for us, and there will mm-hmm. be sort of more um, specific kind of action planning in the fall. And so check back with us next year because we'll have some, some neat things that we're going to, like, do in response to all of this data gathering and dialogue and so we'll have some good action to share well you know you always have an open invitation to come back on you know (laughs) seriously i mean and you and i talked about this before uh because we'd love to get the college involved and you know get get more podcasts out there i don't know if you knew this or not has enrollment gone up through the years so the general trend in enrollment nationwide is that it's down slightly, mm-hmm. um, but we have really? po- mm-hmm. but there are pockets of enrollment that that go up depending on, you know, what population that you're looking at. Generally speaking, Hartford has a very healthy student population, and mm-hmm. so um, we're very thankful for that. But we do a lot of intentional programming and outreach to, you know, to um, encourage our students to really continue with their studies, to continue with their degrees, Um, to our part-time students, you know, considering what additional credits they could take to have that momentum toward finishing, whether it's a degree, certificate, whatever it is. Right. Just speaking of, like, continuously, like, growing your skills, I think one that we can continue to get better on is just public speaking. Mm. And um, I think people need, everyone should learn how to do that and Mm learning how to speak and present, it's a really relevant, useful skill that... Most certainly is. <laughs> didn't realize how... I never thought I'd be speaking this much when I first got here. You've perfected <laughs> the skill. <field. laughs> <laughs> Even just this year, how many, how many times you've yes. um, been in front of, I know I've said it before, but the whole campus community. That's yeah. a lot of people. It is, and I've, I've never... I've now more... I think more when I say like um and uh and try not to say it as much. Obviously, I still do it, but so do I. You just <laughs> you get used now to being more aware of things like that, and yeah, it really helps when you're able to speak speak well. For the longest time, because people always cracked on me, said you know, because I started in radio back in '89. They always cracked on me, told me I had a Baltimore accent. Well, duh, I'm from Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, but they they would always. They would tell me to try to change your voice. And I was like, hmm, why? I want to be me. My wife gets on me all the time. Hmm. You know, I think that's why she doesn't listen to my podcast. She's tired oh. of hearing me at home. She don't want to hear But in all honesty, I was scared to death of public speaking. Yeah, I was very shy in high school. 
and everything. And I think what helped me a lot was, you know, after the military, going back to school. Um, I didn't go to college. I mean, I went to the trade school, but still, I, I, that helped out a lot. Mm-hmm. But I'll be honest, with you, even now, when I still get up in public speak, because I still have my own DJ business, mm-hmm. especially if it's a wedding, dude, <laughs> man, I am yeah. a nervous wreck. <laughs> I, I, I do. I get nervous because I want everything to be perfect. But then once I start going and the flow, and I see people smiling and laughing or paying attention, yeah. it just it makes you feel yeah. feel better. Mm-hmm. You know, True. we're really excited about the possibilities with achieving the dream and really having this student success focus. It's always been there at Hartford mm-hmm. Community College, but having the opportunity to incorporate the student voice, student feedback in where we're headed with our work and talking about enrollment, as Beth was saying, it's not just about enrolling new students. It's about making sure that the students who are committed to school really stay because we all see the benefits Mm -hmm. to a college education. And so it just makes the work so worthwhile. And you opened up some dangerous ground by saying we could come anytime because with Beth Mosser, she could have like her weekly podcast. I I can see it happening. New students every week. Yeah. So just watch your words. (laughs) I have no problem doing that. She knows that. Lyle's like, shut up, Rich. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, actually, it's a good idea. She yeah. points the finger at me, but then we're known on campus as Benny, as mm. one person, Beth and Jenny. So she points it at me. But it almost sounds like an ice cream. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, it does, it does. No, she, actually, I think we talked about that doing almost yes. like a monthly podcast I with the that. college. Or, or something just I to like get the it. word out there. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially when people, you know, hear Justin and Michelle and hear mm-hmm. the real depth that came with their story and then how important and transformative, you know, higher education has been in their life. I think it's good. Yeah, speaking of which, because, uh, you know, since you two are local, Edgewood, I think it would be a good idea for you come for you two to come and uh, talk to our Leos. Or if you don't know what yeah, our Leos are, they mm-hmm. are... We're in the Lions Club. Okay. Leos are 12 to 18 year olds. Okay. Still in school and everything, but it's um, yeah. I think that'd be key because a lot of these, a lot of them don't know what they want to do. Some of them, you know, want to go to a specific college. Some, like I said, they they want to go to Harvard Community College, but they don't want to tell other people. It's like just like ashamed of it. Yeah, mm. my my daughter's not ashamed. No, mm-hmm. she she'll tell you flat out. No, that's where she wants to go. Mm-hmm. You know, which is. Kudos to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she must get that from me. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you guys, you know, would if are they allowed to do that? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Allowed, encouraged, take lots of photos. <laughs> I'll be a good photo. Yes. I'll, I guess would it be better after the school year or right like, before school is, year this starts? Is finals week, so you're probably yeah after after the school yeah yeah maybe maybe. Are you done your finals yet? Maybe like August. I'm or done September, tomorrow. Are you done tomorrow? I'm done tomorrow. I'm yeah. done tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow's a big day for them. They're done finals tomorrow. Yeah, but the, yeah, but high school's not. Mm, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Going into their testing now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh right. Okay. I mean, yeah, actually, that, that might not be a bad bad thing. Maybe a uh, do it on more than one occasion. Maybe a quarterly town hall type podcast with uh, not just the Leos, but you know, we the can community. get uh, high school kids, mm-hmm. 11th, 12th grade level, yeah. and then come out and speak to them. Well, not just you know, 11th, just, like Justin said, start from eighth grade on up. Hmm. Yeah. Or, or go that low, yeah, that's fine. And bring their, and that way they can bring their parents because parents, hopefully, 
yeah, will be also an influence too. Yes. So. Get a better understanding, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait a minute. Michelle, check, check your schedule real quick. You got time to do that? <laughs> she was talking about time management. Oh, oh, yeah. You're not working two jobs still, are you? No, no. Okay. But next week I'll be headed off to uh, Kentucky. University of Kentucky for a summer internship. Mm-hmm. Yep. Where is that at? In Kentucky. I have one more question before he wraps it up. Um, you were talking about resume building and, and um, working specifically with uh, industries like APG, you know, DOD. Is, in part of your program, do you have anything um, where you bring in uh, – outside, uh, well, anybody's outside, but bring in uh, businesses or corporations or even the DOD uh, to talk to students about who are unsure what they want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, there's uh, you think of the Army and you think it's kind of a one-dimensional type thing. You grab a gun, you go fight. Not the case, obviously. Um, Aberdeen, for example, offers, I mean, just a, a, an unlimited amount of opportunity. Um, and most people, and even, you know, adults don't know about um, so do you do you bring do anything like that where you'll bring them in and and let kids just 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 talk to them and ask questions and and, and discover what they're about? Yeah, we offer that through our career discernment classes, but we also have a robust career services. In November is National Career Development Month, so we held a panel of um, employers to talk to students. Um, Beth and I actually um, co-chaired a women's leadership conference, and we did the same thing. We wanted to connect our students to employers in the area and through partnerships that faculty have with employers and through some of our scholarship programs, actually. There's internship opportunities, because we totally agree students really need to have the experience from the word of mouth of really Mm, what it's like to be in this career, what's available. Great. How do internship programs work? I mean, I know when I went to broadcasting school, because I did the internship program, but my understanding is now interns get paid? Yeah, and many opportunities. Did you want to talk about internship opportunities? Um, Sure. So with the internship opportunities, my first internship I got via scholarship that I got from Harford Community College, which was the LSAMP scholarship, Mm -hmm. the Lewis Stokes Alliance for Minority Participation. But usually if you're looking at, I can only speak in terms of like the scientific realm of things. There's things like the National Science Foundation website that has things called REU, which is research research experience for undergraduates. So like they're really available online and then you would just apply. So that's kind of what I did. I just went on the national website and and started applying and eventually got some um, word back. But like in terms of like other places that might be more local, like APG, for example, in our STEM department, there is a lot of, like, connection with APG. Like, right. I'm part of one of the mentorship programs. So I have a mentor at APG who works in the C5ISR Center. They just went through a names change. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah. It used to be called DEVCOM, the U.S. Army Combat Capabilities Development Command. Like, so. That's for, a lot easier to remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's, like, it's geared towards people who are, you know, biology, chemistry, engineering physics especially like um even our physics professor dr cooper was a former uh 
research physicist, ballistics physicist for APG for 25 years. So it's like there is a lot of connections with APG. And like, so I know if you're interested, like in the STEM field, we do have those um, connections and it is through the career services development okay. so i'm not sure about any of the other fields but i know for STEM, and they're available in in pretty much any um discipline that we have on campus and nice. some of them are paid some of them are unpaid i've had students for example interested in art therapy before mm -hmm. so like they would be taking the course with me but an intern um i had one down in baltimore at art with a heart so just you know there it's available kind of in all arenas That's, oh, i forgot about that because there are a lot of internships actually at the college too right because I know radio, it's right. the stations a yeah, couple uh, volunteers. In marketing, so communications, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Lots huh. of opportunities. Athletics. Mm -hmm. yes. Independent studies, mm -hmm. you, where you can do your research and have it count as college credit, mm -hmm. which is what I did. Anybody mm -hmm. else anything to add? Thank just you for the short opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just thank stay you. tuned for next week's podcast. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <There> we <go. laughs> oh, God. Trouble. You are. It's okay. It's fine. You can blame you can blame uh, Heather from Hartford Family House for introducing us because that's the problem. It's just where we started. Yeah, because I had her on. Yeah. And then I had Joe Ayler on from Tar Heel Construction who knows Heather. Yeah, okay. And then after that, I went on Jesse Cunningham. He does the vodcast oh, okay. from Mountain View Insurance Solutions. So I just went on his. That's funny. It's like all these people somehow or another connected with Heather. Yes. Aww, great. We so, love you, Heather. Heather, it's your fault. No, <laughs> <laughs> no seriously, though, in the future, anytime you guys want to come back on, just let me know. You got my email. Shoot it to nice. me. Say, all right, Rich, this is what we want to do. Ergo, you're doing it, too. Huh? <laughs> I'm Telling her, get ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to thank you all for coming out again, and can't wait to have you back on. Uh, Michelle and Justin, you know, kudos to you both, and we're definitely going to get you out here to talk to our leaders as well. And uh, get out there, talk to the schools, you know, inform the kids, tell them, hey, you know, you got something good here. You know, you don't, you don't want to be a Trojan, you don't want to be a... <laughs> Whatever else is at the college, <laughs> you want to be a fighting owl. Fighting owl. Yeah, yeah, go fighting owls. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, if you want to be a guest on the Hartford County Living Podcast, it is free to come on. Uh, all you got to do is contact me at podcast at hartfordcountyliving.com or phone 443-982-0250. Uh, and again, we are on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, everything out there. So uh, you can definitely find us. Uh, thanks again, guys, and see. Would you say the fall? Yeah, we're, yeah them back? we'll come back to this in the fall. Uh, you guys, we might have to like phone you in because I think you both will be at other schools, yeah. right? Oh, we'll bring them back during spring or something, there or when go. they get spring break. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, that'd be a good idea. I'd like to bring you guys. You know, when you're when you I come back for spring break or something, I think it'd be a good idea. Absolutely, yeah. that'd be good. Where are they now? Oh Where yes. Ah, oh, <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm stepping aside. Jen, you <laughs> take over the podcast. Like, Where are they now? Thank you. This was great. You hear that? You know what that is? That's a phone book. That's how people used to find you years ago. Today, they're on the internet. And if your business doesn't have a website, chances are they're not going to find you. Well, here at Hartford County Living, that's one of the things we do. We help host websites. We help design websites. And of course... We do the internet marketing. 
As you know, that's why we feature a business of the week, a nonprofit of the week, artist of the week, and even a restaurant of the week. But unless you have a website and you have backlinks and good content, people aren't going to find you. You have to update it all the time. Well, we can help. So just give us a call at 443-982-0250. Again, that's 443-982-0250.